Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. And we're live. All right. <laughs> Take two this time. I'm not clicking leave meeting. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do that a lot, too. So no worries. I, I feel fairly OK that that's my first time I've done it on accident. But hey, I, at least we didn't tank a whole episode. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, is spring really sprunging out there? Is it? Yeah. I mean, my allergies are acting up a little bit. Everyone's got hay fever. I guess you can kind of hear it. But otherwise, it's it's getting up there. So it's it's like in the 70s, the 80s. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm really... Oh, we're, we're getting there. Um, you know, they, they say April showers bring May flowers. But here it's kind of May showers bring June flowers. So we've been getting... For us, we're, we're a dry area. For us, it's been a good amount of rain lately. Oh, wow. No, we haven't got a lot of rain here. It's pretty much sunshine. Which is actually surprising, because usually it's pretty gray, but that's mostly like in the summer. So summer won't be here for like another, I want to say like a month or two. Then month and a week. Oh, okay. I guess if you if you want to do like the official date, what is it, like the summer solstice then or something? Yep. Oh, okay. Do you celebrate that? Well, sort of, although, you know, I actually do work with a couple practicing pagans that do, like legitimately, um, they um, they celebrate solstices and equinoxes and... Um, yeah, I never, I never, I never celebrated any of that. No, I, uh, you will, I feel bad. Um, I, I actually did a little bit of research on it, but I, I don't remember the other ones. But Why do you feel bad? Because I should remember, they're, they're, they're good people. I like them. They, oh, you yeah. know, I work with them. Yeah, I, I you can't really say that a lot about your coworkers. I mean, but I like my coworkers too. So I like the people I work with. Um, I hope they like me. <laughs> yeah, that's but, that's kind of how I feel about. Luckily, you know, you know, knock that, on wood. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely knock right on now. wood. Yeah, that's a good segue into our topic because the one thing I don't talk about with my coworkers is religion or politics at all. Uh, I really try to avoid that, like the plague. I'll, my grandpa said, I was, I was like 10. And he said, like, when you get older, uh, there are two things that you should remember is that you should never, or there are two things that you should know, basically, like you should never talk to people about religion and politics. And I always thought that was like a good idea because those are such like touchy subjects, but I feel now I feel like it's a bad idea because you kind of skate you know, you kind of beat around the bush and kind of skate around topics that need to be dealt with. So, yep, things you don't pay attention to don't get better. Yeah, definitely. So, I feel like we should talk about religion and politics, but we should also be respectful about it, yeah. which is really hard <laughs> in today's culture. Everyone's so heated. Um, especially yeah, that, now. that doesn't necessarily mean you should go just because you want to talk about religion and politics, doesn't mean you should, you know uh go up to some dude with a cross around his you know his neck and 
wearing a shirt supporting his local Republican politician and just punch him in the face and rip his necklace off and lecture him for an hour <laughs> on why none of that's okay. Like this, it's not what that means. It means you have reasonable conversations with people who aren't complete strangers. Or even complete strangers. I I think you have to be careful where you are. I I don't think everyone like because you and I are interested in deep, nuanced conversations, but I don't feel like a lot of people share those sentiments with regards to religion and politics. So that, that that's true. A lot yeah. of people just want easy conversations. Pretty much, yeah. And uh do not want to be challenged well i guess what what would i mean when i say don't you don't want to approach perfect strangers i mean like if you're in an elevator with someone like that should not be sentence one like (laughs) sentence four or five at best like break the ice somehow first yeah so what'd you think of trump (laughs) like i get Uh, i I got those questions um in 2016 was when he was elected correct yes yeah so when he got elected everyone because like i'm the go-to american here people for people who know me and they're like so like what do you think of trump and i was like i don't know or like for the whole his whole tenure basically it was well why did trump do this or why did trump do that i was like i I don't know i'm not his ambassador go ask him you need to you (laughs) need to interpret this nonsense for us please yeah so it's like (laughs) i i don't know uh i'm glad it's over so or at least that's what i felt I don't know, but, you know, on to like bigger and greener pastures, if you will. Eventually. But this is all kind of a, uh, uh, a long segue into what we really want to talk about today. Like you said earlier, the, the two right. no-nos, politics and religion. And we're going to combine them both into a single topic. Just, just to make sure we're we're really walking on uh, the nice here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Ring of Fire. That's a good <laughs> song, by the way, Johnny Cash. Great song. Yeah, so I guess I'll pass it over to you because you picked the topic. So, what, yeah, what? it felt it felt topical. I, I messaged Chris a week ago and was like, "So, so we want to talk about this, right? <laughs> like things are happening." <laughs> Because uh, for for just in case anyone is not in the know, which you know I would not expect everyone to be, mm. uh, the Supreme Court had a leak that they are about to overturn Roe v. Wade, which uh, guarantees right to an abortion in the U.S. And in that leaked opinion, um, well, first of all, at, you know at first. That, that's bad enough. Mm. I'm not, not trying to uh, diminish that whatsoever. Um, it sounds like things like uh, gay marriage and other things are, you know, referenced and possibly next on the docket for removal. I believe the argument. I I, I didn't read the I didn't read it, but I believe the argument was the Constitution doesn't specifically say. You have a right to an abortion, so your right to an abortion is not protected. Did you read the document? I did not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I, I all all the information I have is more or less, I guess, secondhand or hearsay. But that's uh, that sentence that you just said, which is it's not 
in the Constitution, so it's not protected. That seems to be a very weak argument. Um, it absolutely is. There's there's a lot of things that <laughs> that aren't mentioned in the Constitution, you know. So like civil rights, <laughs> for example, was it mentioned in the Constitution? I mean, that's why we have amendments. How many do we have? Twenty six or? Oh, I don't know. I know it's in the teens at the very least. Yeah. So I mean. I find it odd that people hold the Constitution up to such high regards. And it's, I think it's more like a reference. It's not like the Bible. Well, I mean, I mean for it's, some people, it's it a is. fantastic document. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of great, there's a lot of great protections and rights, um, you know, enshrined in the Constitution that honestly probably would have done been done away with if they weren't in the Constitution. Mm. But yeah, it's not perfect. It was written hundreds of years ago, and, and you know, there's no such thing as a perfect document. Unless you're religious, then maybe. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, definitely for this document, I don't. I wouldn't say the Constitution is perfect, but it doesn't have to be. I think it's it's a good starting point. And I don't remember. I don't know who who, who was the judge who wrote the the draft for Roe for overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh, um, I think it would have been the opinion would have been penned by the Chief Justice Scalia, I believe. Oh, I may, I may, I may be outing myself as a bit of an idiot here right now, but I think he's the current chief. Isn't maybe I have no idea. Um, and I know people have also been, um, what's his name? the judge whose wife was allegedly also involved in the January 6th uh, attack on uh, the Capitol. Allegedly his wife was involved in that. I've been been seeing his name everywhere. And for some reason right now, it's just uh, Clarence Thomas, I think. Justice. Uh... I'm checking right now with Justice Clarence Thomas. Yeah, that is who it is. And I, I wonder if they're actually going to go through with it. You know, I don't know if they're if it's still pending or is it official? It's not official. They haven't released the verdict, but it the leak. There's been a couple opinions about it. One theory I've heard they leaked it on purpose just to see what the reaction would be. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, I don't want to go down that road, but you know. <laughs> Some conspiracy conspiracies like a real thing, like it's a crime. There are real conspiracies. Yeah, okay, that's true. Um, yeah, I guess. And then you- second, it might have been someone like a clerk or someone who saw this and was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible," and they leaked it. I, I mean, I think those are really the only two options, unless there's something I'm not thinking of. No, I mean, I, I think, it, or it could be a clerical error. You know, sent the wrong document or something. I mean, that happened. Possible. I don't know who actually got a hold of the document. So, wasn't that Politico? I think Politico was the website. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Politico is uh, a website where I guess you can publish like political articles and journals and, and stuff like that. And they were the ones that kind of sent it to the masses, as far as I'm aware. Um, but it's crazy because it's even making news over here. So, like, anything, like, the U.S. does gets, like, you know, 
blasted to other countries. So it's like everything. It's all in the news here too. Granted, uh, it's kind of a toss between like what's happening in the East, in Eastern Europe, and like you know American politics. But you know it rotates. <laughs> yeah. So for like two or three days, it'll be the war, and then for like another two or three days, it'll be the U.S. So it just kind of goes back and forth. I, you know, <clears throat> I usually wake up every morning and do my, you know, my morning routine doom scrolling, and I feel like I get my fair fill of both. Doom scrolling—that's a that's a that's a good term. Yeah. yeah. Um, and part of the reason why a lot of people have problems with this. Uh, ruling uh, aside from the you know the violation of human rights mm. of course of course um, many of these justices when they were being interviewed to be confirmed to the supreme court had spoken about that you know they were asked about roe v wade and um one of the newer the newest female justice i i cannot remember her name i know she's relatively young for a justice um she had said something to the effect of the precedent set by that case is pretty clear as in like you know it is what it is and that's it oh wow and then you know people get and i believe brett kavanaugh also had i'm sure he also answered some questions on it yeah he was recently elected a couple years ago wasn't he yeah he was the one who was such a a lot you know he had the sexual assault allegations from high school and yeah so you know on weird tangents about beer <laughs> yeah i saw that too uh yeah so the uh the female judge's name is amy coney barrett yes yep yeah yeah and she was i think she was added to the list a couple of years ago so she's fair fairly recent i guess what a lot of people don't maybe don't know or don't understand is that they're elected for life so like until they die basically so it's it's right or die <laughs> yes there was this is something i actually learned about recently um wow i'm i am uh i'm having a hard time remembering justice's names the uh, one ruth bader ginsburg yeah justice yeah. ruth bader ginsburg when uh, obama was still president nearing the end of his you know his tenure as president he had asked her to retire so really? he could yeah so he could appoint her replacement and she said and no. she said no i would rather just die in office and then uh have hillary clinton appoint my successor so the first woman could do it <laughs> well we know that turned out yeah um, yeah that's crazy but, and and i i feel like we're, we're kind of roundabouting this the oh, reason yeah. we're discussing the relationship of religion and politics is because the conservative christians in the u.s are very 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 anti-abortion yeah which is interesting because they'll you'll and, and i've seen this around the internet a few times recently um a priest or a preacher or you know depending on your sect there's dozens of different terms mm-hmm. will come out and say like hey have you guys actually read the bible like there's nothing in the bible about abortion there there's actually a little bit here that kind of gives you instructions on how to do one and then people will be like how can you call yourself a real christian like this is so unchristian like it, it's it guys i study the bible for and preach it for a living it's it's in the bible it's this verse uh, so we're running into an interesting thing where yeah the culture of 
that brand of Christianity has decided that it is unchristian, even though the Bible has almost nothing to say about it except for some brief instructions. Mm, I like to view not necessarily the Bible, but like a lot of these religious doctrines as like the big like like a big book of multiple choice. And I feel like a lot of people like to cherry pick. So they pick out what they want to keep and they throw out the rest. So even if it's not necessarily per se in the book itself, people feel like it should be in there. So it is. Um, or they do some mental gymnastics or some interpretation and they say, yeah, it's, it's in the book. So uh, yeah, but I guess my bigger, my bigger sticking point isn't whether or not it's in the Bible is why does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's in the book or not. Uh, right. Absolutely. Because yeah. um, I guarantee if you went, because um, there are politicians like active politicians right now that will call someone out and say, look how blatantly unchristian and disobedient to the Bible this person is being. How can we allow this person to have a job? Or how can we allow them in government? How can we allow this? How can we allow that? Like, we have no state religion. Um, we have the Establishment Clause, separation of church and state. The first clause in the Bill of Rights, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Mm. Government has to be pretty hands, or is supposed to be pretty hands off with religion, which is why our which is why churches are tax exempt. Which they shouldn't be, but um, so I like there are two points. So there's a quote by Thomas Jefferson, which is that there should be a wall of separation between church and state. So that's a quote that kind of gets lost in the fold. Um, and I echo that sentiment. I'm not opposed to people being religious and being in office. I'm, I'm opposed to people making like religious laws that other people should follow. So, you know, if they're personally against something, then fine, be against it. But I'm not a part of your group, <laughs> so I shouldn't have to follow your rules. Um, that's, how, that's how I view it. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, there's lots of arguments to be made for that's basically what we had before. You know, if you don't want to do it, don't, don't do it. And then, um, and again, because apparently this was just a thing that was happening, another, you know, Christian religious leader um, I saw online was talking about how, like, you all are, like, missing the point on this so, so hard, and... I'm not pro-abortion. I'm just pro-choice. I <laughs> like my my beliefs. I can't impose my beliefs on everyone around me. Yeah, that's the thing I have a problem with. Is it's it's a select group of people wanting to impose their will on other people because they're religious, because they feel like this is the right thing to do. My God says I should do it, um, and therefore everyone should follow in tow. It reminds me of George W. Bush when he was in office and he said, because a reporter asked him, like, why did you decide to invade the Middle East, more or less? And his response was, well, I went to the office, I went into the White House, went to my office and I prayed and God told me I should. So I did. And 
I'm almost certain that's how it went. Like, don't anyone quote me. Uh, Google to double check. But it more or less along that line. It's like a, a lot of the religious right loved George W. Bush because he was so openly Christian. He, he was so, you know, pro spreading his, his, his views and his religion. Um, and now he just sits somewhere in a corner and paints all day. But yeah, <laughs> now everyone kind of likes him. Yeah, which is really weird. Um, yeah, because we, we like to rehabilitate politicians in this country. Yeah. In the I public eye. Yeah, I don't understand why, though. Because, um, like, a lot of people wanted to have him and Tony Blair be charged with, you know, with war crimes. But that's beyond the scope of the conversation. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. And that's that's what, what really bothers me is is the religious right in, in the U.S., so I'm glad I, I don't have to endure that over here. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> it's not for lack of trying, though. It's not like people here don't want that. <clears throat> um, we also have a separation of church and state in Germany. Um, but a lot of the religious institutions here enjoy a lot of the same privileges that their American counterparts do. You know, they do have influence on government. They do, they are exempt from taxes, so they don't pay any taxes. Um, they're allowed to legally discriminate. So if you're uh, like, if you work for like a certain church um, and you're not part of their religion, they can fire you. Or um, sometimes people have been fired for being gay or being pregnant and the church was protected by the law because that's their religion. So it's uh, it's kind of the same across across the whole board <laughs> I, I would say that might actually be a little worse than the u.s i don't think that's i don't think to that extent that would fly here uh it would if it's like for like a religious school like there have been multiple cases in private at private schools where teachers have been fired for uh like being pregnant or having extramarital sex or uh like dating uh for being gay uh it's happened a few times in the u.s but not Have like people it, tried to sue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they still lost their jobs. Yeah. Right. But did they successfully sue? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, it's just stuff that I've seen, you know, online. Um, so, but a lot of like private institutions have a lot of power, especially if they're religious. Um, because a lot of the Western governments like to like bow to the religious institutions. So they don't want to, you know, um, I don't know, stir the ire of the religious people, basically. So the 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 main difference I would say between uh, Germany and the U.S. is that a lot of the politicians are very openly religious. Like the you know you have you know God bless America or um, this is an unChristian thing to do and stuff like that. Like that's a lot of like the wording that a lot of American politicians use, mm -hmm. but you never well, hear, you never hear that here. A lot I've, of that began with, um, in, in the, I believe either the fifties or the sixties with the red scare. Yes. The um, red scare. A communist Russia was very, they were trying to push, um, atheism yeah. so that they could, you, you know, unite the whole country behind their ideals mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, religion wasn't going to be a part of that. So the U.S. was trying to set itself as, you know, just a counter to them in every way. So um, they added, 
um, to, for, to the Pledge of Allegiance uh, example, you know, they added the words in God's name or in God we trust. Yeah. yeah. I actually haven't had to do the Pledge of Allegiance in probably 14, 15 years. So I'm trying to remember um, the exact wording Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. No. How One you... nation under God. Yeah. That's what they added. One nation oh. under God. I was going to question your Americanness if you didn't know the Pledge I, of Allegiance. I can do it. I just had to. I just had to, like you know, it's like the alphabet. I had to go A B C D. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 I got it. <laughs> You're a spy. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, yeah. Speaking of and which, they, like, go on. Oh, good. And so, like, the Pledge of Allegiance. So, uh, I had to do that in school. So, because we're recording, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the Pledge of Allegiance. So I'm gonna Google it real quick. And oh, cheat. I I can do it. Okay, then go ahead. I, I, well, we'll see. You know, pull it up. Let's see if I get it right. Let me know when you have it in front of you. Okay, hold on one second. So let's, let's put let's put me on the spotlight. Let's see what <laughs> I remember from fifteen years ago. <laughs> I haven't done it in like uh, twenty years, so I have it in front of me. Okay, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all yeah so a plus <laughs> yeah. yeah um you have to do that so um fun fact i went to a lutheran school um second grade through eighth grade and we also had to do a pledge to like the christian lutheran flag or something uh-huh which okay. was, it was very similar like they kind of just took the template of the pledge of allegiance and just kind of made it put jesus in it mm -hmm. i cannot remember that one <laughs> uh, i cannot remember that one at all I have heard, don't anyone quote me, but I have heard that Jehovah's Witnesses don't do the Pledge of Allegiance because they only swear allegiance to, well, God and not to yep. like the flag. Um, no, I had to do that every morning uh, in school. Every single morning you would stand up, you would put your hand over your heart, you would look at the bell or the flag um, and like the whole school would do it. And I always found that extremely odd. Um, and then just one day I just stopped doing it. Like I wouldn't stand. And people got really mad at me. <laughs> like I got. I remember. I got, oh, good. No, I got sent to the principal's office like like one or twice, once or twice, because I wouldn't do the pledge. Um, but that was about it. I remember in high school, and I, I at the so when I when I started high school, instead of pledge of allegiance, what they would do is play the national anthem, um, instrumental over mm. the the PA system just on Monday morning. So you were all supposed to stand up, put your hand on your heart and look at the flag, all that stuff. I remember there was one guy who was wearing like an anarchist t-shirt and we'd never do it. And I'm like, oh, look at this guy. Thinks he's so cool. I'm like, oh, you know what? In hindsight, he was kind of cool. I I just think it's kind of weird. And that's kind of where it starts with like, the, with like the religious mentality in the US. And to a certain extent, I guess this is kind of benign because like you say it like forwards and backwards every single day and you don't really give a second thought to it so i don't think that it's something that really influences your daily life um i do view it as a form of i, w I don't know if i would say like propaganda but it it's definitely like borderline uh i would say it's indoctrination yeah it's it. oh, okay i'm glad you said it i didn't want to be the one to say it but <laughs> i mean we're, look we're already making this episode we're <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed lately, we've kind of run out of safe topics, so we kind of just no, I, don't care anymore. At least I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's def it definitely does feel a bit like uh, indoctrination. 
and I've talked to my family about that, uh, about my feelings, um, about, well, yeah, and some of my friends, but they have a different opinion on it. So I don't feel like a lot of Americans actually, like, give, like, a lot of critical thought to, like, the Pledge of Allegiance or having, uh, in God we trust, on, on money. And that's not to say that that other Americans are, like, like, they don't think or they don't do, like, any critical thinking, but it's just, I feel like it's one of those things where you, you just go through the motions and then you go about your day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's anything that dictates your, at least it didn't like influence my life in any way. I did it. And then after high school, I never did it again. So I haven't done it. And God, how long have I been out of high school? <laughs> I haven't done it in like 13 years. <laughs> Here's what I would say. It's, you're just reciting. You're basically just reciting words from memory. Hundreds yeah, pretty of much. Times. It loses its meaning, but what it does do is instills in you like I would say kind of a go along mentality, like, oh, this is just what we do in this country. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like we have a lot of and and as I've gotten older, I've starting to to question and really think about things more. Like I went to a football game in Kansas City last year, and wow, there was like a whole song and dance with the you know, the flag. And I think there was a prayer. They had, you know, the military planes flying overhead. Oh, wow. Um, Dude. Yeah, uh, it was a whole, it's a whole thing. And it felt really weird. It Like, I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. I always found that was weird too. When, like, when I was in high school, I went to like football games that like people would pray or like even now on TV, you know, sometimes they'll do like a prayer um, or like, what is it like? Uh, what was his name? It's not Tom Brady. It was another guy who, uh, who would always like pray before games. Um, are you thinking of Tim Tebow? Oh, thank you. Yes, Sam. So he would like, you know, it, it was like a meme for while Tebowing. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Score a touchdown or do a good play, and he would, you know, get down on one knee and do like quick little prayer. And now I'm, I'm like, why? Like, like of all things you could pray for like literally like hunger i don't know less poverty like there are there are thousands of things you could actually pray for but i never understood the reason why you would pray for well, sports <laughs> in his defense he's at least what i always saw was he was like you know there'd be a good play and then it was like oh he's giving thanks for the success yeah but i mean don't both teams do that <laughs> which is i mean you know cuz i don't want to get too far into theology but I like if both both teams are praying for success, you know, and one team loses, what does that mean? <laughs> so. You know, it, it's interesting that you bring this up, and I'll just take this to a slightly nerdy place for a minute. Okay. When you're reading, when you're reading um, like fantasy stories where um, gods are like a provable existing thing, uh-huh. and two factions that worship the same god are at war with each other, it they always write it like, oh. Well, the, the God favors this faction a lot more, so he's like going to cut off all his blessings to the other one, and they're just going to they're just going to get stomped. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care if people pray. I just find it to be it's a it's a very controversial topic. <clears throat> like you, I often read articles, you know, um, about you know like the coaches one wanting the players to to pray and some of them don't pray or do pray and then it it creates this whole kind of you know us versus them mentality and i'm a secularist or like 
people say atheist. I don't know if I really like that term, but I'm definitely non-religious. Um, so I want to have like spaces that are as inclusive as possible for all belief systems, I would say. And, you know, by creating like prayer circles or praying before the games, you automatically exclude other people. So uh, it's- yes. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if going forward, we're going to maybe not just yet, but in the, in the coming years, we're going to be seeing less of that because uh, American sports, especially American football has a lot of history in that kind of thing. Like mm. it's a very, <clears throat> excuse me, American football, probably the most likes to model a lot of its structures and attitudes kind of almost in a military way very like we're all on the same team we're all believing the same thing we're all working towards the same goal we're all praying Hmm. together we're all eating together um very much like we're we're one unit we're one team we're like 53 people working for the same goal right um yeah and i i think and and i like that mentality because like i'm a huge big fan of teamwork it's one of my favorite things Mm. I think it's just going to need to pivot away from the religious aspect of it going forward because statistically, um, I don't know if I want to say the world, but statistically the country is becoming less religious. It doesn't feel like it because a lot of very loud, obnoxious people get a lot of attention, but statistically, you know, religion is on the decline. Isn't that how it always is though? Is a select few are, are extremely loud and um and then it feels like you know they're the voice for everyone but you know i feel like they're i i definitely feel like in europe at least they're less religious um so that's why i enjoy being here (laughs) yeah it does it does sound nice i i I, i've never really questioned it because it's just and I'm, i'm sure it was similar to the area you grew up with but there's just churches everywhere oh yeah they're just everywhere and you don't think about it because it's just there's just going to be like a church a block because that's just how it is yeah uh i don't well i didn't grow up in the bible belt but you know uh i was on the border to the south i'm not in the south so i mean but certainly not in the bible belt but they're just everywhere like (laughs) i think that's just an american thing they're just everywhere yeah definitely i'm mostly christian um but i mean they're I think there's a different denomination for every city you go to. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember something that kind of turned my eye again, because Montana, basically no diversity here. Uh, I was in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, visiting a friend about 10 years ago, and he took us out to some Vietnamese place for some food. It was amazing. And when we were driving by, I saw like, oh, it's the so-and-so sect of Korean Christian. Like, what? Why does there need to be a Korean Christian church? I, I thought like, it's just, is a normal church not good enough? But, and I know a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, building community in, you know, an immigrant's community and things like that. It's hard. Yeah. I understand I that. that now. But at the time I was like, that is really specific. Yeah. Uh, down the road where my friend used to live, there was also like a Christian Chinese church and it was, there was it was all in Chinese, so I couldn't read it. All, the only thing I saw that there were Chinese symbols, and that was for like the Chinese community <clears throat> in the area that was like uh, practicing Christianity. 
So I get that. I don't have a problem with people practicing their religion, <clears throat> irrespective of what I think of their religion. But uh, like circling back to what we said at the very beginning, I do have a problem with people making laws, you know? And it's the kind of stuff that people fight against abroad, you know? Um, but when, it, when it's in, at home, then it's kind of like, oh, well, it's not so bad. <laughs> As long as we're the one making the rules, it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, hmm. going through a due process in good faith and a majority of people agreeing on those rules, I mean, you know, no, scratch that. Uh, if 60% of people decide 40% of people should have a bad time, then I, I'm not okay <laughs> with that. I thought that through. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I'm more for like an absolute majority um as opposed to like a simple you know majority this was what this is what happened with uh with biden and in france actually a couple weeks ago where macron only got 51 percent of the vote and biden got like 52 percent and their opponents got the remaining uh, uh what was what was left of that so it's almost like a clear political divide um or the same thing happened also like with Brexit, where it wasn't an absolute majority, it was like 53%. So I don't know. Uh, I think you have to be careful with democracy in that regards. <laughs> yes, it's, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect system. Everything has its pros and cons. I, I feel like democracy is the best system we have at the moment. I don't know if I would say it's, a, it's the best system that we've ever had. Um, you know what this and this will be a fun way to bring it back to religion so hmm. when i was in that lutheran school growing up they you know we did talk about systems of government and there was a time in the bible where um a kingdom uh, i think uh, you know it was maybe it was the jews it's been a while but mm -hmm. they had no king and they would see you know civilizations around them they had kings they had leaders and um, I, I think God was basically like, I, I'm your king. Like, you know, you, you know what you're supposed to do. You know, you have my tenants. And then uh, I guess they just were like insistent, like, no, we need a king. 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 We just want like, you know, a perfect single leader to just make all the right decisions. <laughs> a dictator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, theoretically. And this I mean, will never work. But a dictator who just made a, a, a good faith dictator that just made all the right decisions for the greater good of the world would probably be a good system, but it will never happen. No, I mean, that's like the benevolent king. Uh, on the surface, I, I feel the same way. I, would, I wouldn't be like opposed to having one person make the rules. If, for, if there were some way for, to know that they made them in good faith and that they were actually benefiting the people... I wouldn't be opposed to that, but like you said, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But the problem you have in most democracies is you have a lot of these small parties bickering so that nothing ever gets done. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but unfortunately we're slowly running out of time. So before you know we come to a close, is there any point that you wanna to touch on before uh you know I, I think i'd like to just touch on it again because i think mm -hmm. it's important um and and i assume this is different for lots of other places as well 
the text of your of the religion mm-hmm. does not always line up one to one with the beliefs of the religious. That's where, true. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, the the core believes. You know, at the end of the day, the core beliefs of Christianity are, you know, treating people with kindness and respect and doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we're not seeing very much of that these days. Feels like. I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. I think we should also both stress or that I, I don't uh, that we're not opposed to religious people. I mean, I have plenty of religious people in my life, so and they've been nothing but good to me. But absolutely, as you, yeah. But as you said uh, a couple of minutes ago, it's you have a select few that are extremely loud, and these select few want to dictate, you know, what other people think about their religion and what laws should be passed in the name of their religion, and that you know. I mean, that, that upsets me to like no end because I, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with Christians at all. Um, for the most part, I don't really hear much from them. <laughs> yeah. It's just at, at times like these, it's, it's really hard, you know, to be accepting because they're not accepting of you. I think it was uh, this quote that's always attributed to Gandhi. I think it's um, it's either something like I it's either I like your Christians or I like your Jesus. It's your it's your. Oh it's your christians i have the problem with (laughs) yeah that's how i that's how i feel too is i don't have a problem with with their god or with their religion i have i have a problem with their fan base (laughs) yeah toxic (laughs) fan base yeah that that's the thing is yeah is i've always just had a problem with the fan base um and so i've had a lot of people who kind of drift towards like i'm spiritual or non-denominational i think what they call it and i mean that's fine that's fine but i mean hopefully this will all get turned around and they won't overturn the verdict and people can just go back to their lives yes uh, and and this is a total you know not much to do with anything but this is just from a personal perspective of someone that's lived in a country mm. his whole life that is you know traditionally run by christians Things would be much more interesting if there were more religions with any kind of authority. I'm not I'm not saying I want like ten different religions to try and impose their <laughs> will on politics and law. I'm just saying, like, oh, you know, it's it's Joe over there. Like, yeah, he's a he's a Buddhist. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, and then that guy over there, he's a he's a pagan, and that guy over there is a, you know, he's a Christian, and that guy over there, he's a, a Shinto believer. Like, I don't know. It's, it's very exhausting. Just dealing with almost exclusively christianity as the religion that's true i mean be careful what you wish for because then in 20 years we're gonna have like different fractions in the u.s with like different religious majorities um (laughs) (laughs) anywho we're running out of time so yeah so super interesting topic super sensitive but as always be respectful of other people and their beliefs absolutely and uh yeah so see you next time all right bye bye We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.